That's the sound of a day starting out right. I hear it every time my new Toro Z-Master 4000 Zero Turn starts up. With big-time horsepower, giant Voodoo track tires, TurboForce deck, and comforts like MyRide and USB ports, it's fully loaded to mow all day long while delivering that signature Toro cut. From start to finish, this beast means business. Get your Z-Master 4000 today. Toro. Count on it. The s and Podcast Channel. The perfect channel for any style of podcast. We have all different pop culture style podcasts for all of your listening needs. If you would like to start a podcast, you can reach us at sndpodcast at gmail.com. We are always looking for new podcasts to add to our channel, and the topic could be anything you want. So contact us now. Welcome to episode 279 of the s and Podcast Show. Steven, Danny, Vin, all here tonight. What's going on, gentlemen? Hello much. Long time no speak. How are you guys doing? I hope everybody who's listening is doing well. Vincent, how's it, how's it hanging, bro? Uh, it's going okay. Um, uh, it's, It has been a while. It's good to be back. I'm currently examining Daniel Murphy playing left field, which is always an interesting... Uh, You've had some strange... Interesting- strange googles since we got on since we got on the skype yeah my google search has gone from thinking just typing in the word riddle would give me the wwe superstar i was looking for but nope that didn't happen daniel murphy had a negative negative four defensive run saves in the 200 innings that he played in left field i feel like that's hard to do he was also a negative 14 defensively in 2018 Maybe he wasn't as good as he thought he was. This is Net negative, anyway. bro. Net negative. Um, oh, man. Never forget. Man, Gary Cohen. Never forget. I, I, I remember thinking at the time the Mets told Gary Cohen to say that. <laughs> Definitely. Because it was the only thing that made sense. Like, he was on top of the world, and Gary Cohen was just like, oh, I wouldn't bring him back. I think he's a net negative. Excuse me? That made just one MVP. Yeah, it was a hot streak, and it was like he's like, yeah, it was a good hot streak. He's a good player, but yeah, like Gary. I remember tweeting a video after that because there was a game where Daniel Murphy just forgot how many outs there were and walked off second base, <laughs> and I was like, this is the guy who's leading our team to the World Series. He just walked off second base. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that was like when I was at the game. I forgot who they were playing, and Benning Agbayani handed the ball to the kid in the outfield. I'll never, I'll never forget that. <laughs> playing the Giants. I was, I was, yeah, I'll never forget that. And I was just like, "What is happening right now?" And, and my grandpa was just, and like, they're just like, oh. "Oh shit, oh shit, I got the ball, I got the ball. Give me the ball back, give me the ball back." <laughs> it's surprising how often that, like, that's happened. I mean, a million. No, like, but it, not, it wasn't as extreme as Benny Agbayani. Getting the ball back from the fans. Like, Wasn't oh, it shit. Milton Bradley do it too? Did it Milton Bradley? Milton do Bradley it? did it. Larry Walker did it once. And it like you know you know it happened when it happens. You're just like, right. And it's funny it's like, because like in the moment they're doing what they're th- what they're thinking is right, and we're just thinking like, how stupid are these people? <laughs> and it's like right. they're oh. the ones getting played to, getting paid to do this, and we're just like, you guys are so stupid. We're sitting on a couch. Right, right, right. We're we're the yeah, yeah. Those are the people that crack you up. Um, yeah, no. 
those are those bloopers are always great. It was like the Tom Brady this year when the Thursday night football when it was it was they thought it was fourth. like fourth down, but it was, would have been fifth down. So those the the brain farts that you don't expect pro athletes to have, but in actuality they have them all the time. Wait, they're human just like we are. It's just yeah. that they play on a lot higher level than we have all ever managed and. Like, the worst player would still kill us by 80 points. Yes. Um, this is going to be a fun show. We haven't, like we said, we haven't done a show in a while, so we're just going to kind of... See what happens. Free flow, talk about everything. Well, well, pitchers and catchers are full swing in Tampa and Port St. Lucie, so... A lot of, That's like, late-minute moves have been going on, like Gardner going to the Yankees for... That that move has to be done. Like, that was crazy. No, I, nope. I was listening. Oh, he's going to be the fifth outfielder. Come on. It's fine. It's just like, um, it's just like go somewhere else, dude. <laughs> come on. If you want to be a Yankee, you got to be a Yankee. You, you know how that is. Like, it's, it's respectable. And, like, it was the craziest thing I heard on the fan. Um... If he didn't come back, Luis Severino was the longest tenured Yankee. <laughs> how crazy was that? Been? Like, how long has Brett Gardner? I mean, it's, how long has Luis Severino been on the team? That's my point. Like, it had to be fifteen, right? When he um he got called up and like he kind of sucked, but he was like he had enough. Like, like all right, we could see him coming to be good. Then like he came out of the pen a few times. Right? Would that make enough right sense? 20, right? Yeah, probably. Sounds about right. Vin, you have the crazy Google search today. You might as well. Because well, if you think about it, 2006 was Gary Sanchez. Like, the, the crazy second half Sanchez had. Right. And uh, and, and then everybody the judge, else. And... Judge came up that year, too, I think. Just no, Yeah. yeah they I think it was Judge together. and Sanchez came up so. together, right? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, Austin... What's his face? What was that uh, outfielder? The first baseman? Austin? Tyler Austin. Tyler. And they hit back-to-back. That was crazy. I remember seeing that line. Yeah. yeah, 2015 he came up and pitched. Started 11 games. Was pretty bad. Yeah, he, he but was. He's been, he's been with the organization since 2012, which is wild. He was definitely one of those like international signings. or he's, Yeah, he's from the Dominican Republic, so yeah. Or traded for... Um, I mean, I sent you guys that picture, you know, Fernando Tatis was traded for James Shields, and I was just like, who runs the White Sox? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but but honestly, the White Sox have done enough now that it's like, all right. Looking looking back, yeah, now it's like they're getting to that point where they're going to be at least competitive in the division because that's a pretty bad division. But still, like, like, can you imagine having – that shortstop they had and Fernando Tatis on that side of the... For sure. 100%. (laughs) That that was... It's just crazy, like, like, like how players sign the contracts, like, not too early, because obviously if you're going to get paid 300 and something million dollars for 14 years, you're taking it, because it's baseball, it's guaranteed. So, like, it's funny, like, the Acunas of the world, like, Tatis's of the world, they're just like, all right, we'll take the first contract you offer us that we, we publicly know. And see, 
crazy too because his contract, if you actually like look into this contract, he's it's only really making like twelve million a year. Well, after taxes and stuff, yes. No, like with everything included, before incentives and stuff, he's making like twelve. Like they're just paying him straight up twelve million a year. That's a steal. Oh, for, I don't think yep, that math sure. works out. Now I'm gonna do math. Yeah, I thought that. it was 24 per year. Yeah, 320 divided by 14 is 22. Yeah, but, but if you actually look at it, most of the money is incentive-based. So if you actually like go in-depth into the contract, apparently like it's mainly incentive-based. I forgot where I was listening to. I think it would have, may have been on the fan or maybe even some or some other podcast. Um, but he's really only making like $12 million a year. I'm gonna look at it. It doesn't. It doesn't All the details it. haven't really been broken out yet. It's just there. But his so his luxury tax salary, which is really like similar to a salary cap thing, it's just evenly broken down. Um, it could be his signing. It says his signing bonus is ten million, so maybe that's what it is that he makes fourteen million over the course of the season and gets a signing bonus at the end of the year. It's going to be shocking if he actually makes that contract. Unless, like, the Padres go on, like, a crazy tear, like, the next five, six years. It will you got to realize you have him and Machado now locked up for the next ten. Right, at this but, point. like, they're going for it now, right? They traded for Snell. Um, they got another... They destroyed the trader for Darvish too, right? They got the guy from uh They signed a Japanese infielder and then they traded for Darvish and Snell. Right. And they also have the guy from Cleveland, but he had Tommy John. Right. they they have Mike Clevenger, but he is having Tom he has having Tommy John. So he's not gonna pitch this year. So really this year and next year, because I think Snell Snell and Darvish are both under contract. They're not one year guys. So really, like, the next few years is their window. But, I mean, if you're Ronald Acuna, you got to fire your agent, right? Because <laughs> he's making – his is, his deal is, like, 17 a year average. That's just too and what, much. And what about Jake? <laughs> I mean, I, <laughs> there are a lot of things like I watch shake up the ground and I say I don't know how you're that good at baseball. I don't know, also don't know like mentally what's wrong with you, because you before anything good was happening with the New York Mets, you signed up for more of this. Like, and now go, there's I a go, guy who would have paid you triple the amount that I, you're getting paid this now. Is what I'm saying, like I go back to this a lot, but like the Mets manager and dumb fifth starting pitcher yelled at a reporter, and you had to go calm everybody down. Because you're the only adult in the room, and then you're like, yeah, sure, I'll do more of this for not what I'm worth. Sure. Great idea. I mean, God bless that man. Listen, I'm not going to complain about, what do we still have, like another four years left with him? I think he's got an opt-out. That's one of the things. This is another, because um, he was talking about it the other day. I think he has an opt-out after next year. Yeah, but he but somebody asked him, and he, was, and he said... Um... He is not. He doesn't know. He wants to be here. He said he he respects the players that play for one team their entire career. Like, David. Did did David throw his lunch out too, and we just don't know? And now he's just hypnotized. 
I, what is going on here? So he has 33 and a half base salary this year, 33 and a half, 33.5 next money. year. Okay, so he's making pretty pretty solid money. But it's only I guess it was short. But he's got a he's got a player a player opt out at the end of next season. He has a player opt out after next season and then a club opt out after the year, the year after that. Which actually makes yeah. sense because he's going to be if he if he opts into the player op the player option and we opt in for the club option, he's now thirty seven and going into free agency. So he's going to make he's this is his big contract. But yeah, this is that's what, yeah that that well that was the whole point of this contract is get, he's get older than his, everybody else. Right, get him past his prime. Right, he's thirty two. He's going to be thirty three when the season starts. And he's like a young 33 because he didn't pitch his whole life, but he's still 33. I don't know. Maybe that contract is... I don't know. Can we talk about why Dom Smith and Barry Bonds were on an Instagram Live together? Well, Black, Black History Month. Oh. Come on, Ben. Hello. Also, if, I, mean, that... I mean, if Dom's going to play left field... Well, Barry Bonds wasn't the best left fielder. But if he can... When he was skinny before the steroids, he played well in the outfield. And that's technically true. There's also like a... I don't know. I thought... Is Barry Bonds from California? Did you know Barry Bonds has eight gold gloves? Yeah, man. He didn't need the juice. See, like, uh, yeah, I mean, he's a Hall of Famer. That's, it's ridiculous. We don't have that conversation anymore. But, yeah, he was, like you said before, and he was a skinny outfielder. Like, he could, you know, he could run a little bit. Yeah, he was, yeah, man, he was 40-40 all the time. And then he yeah. soared 98, and he got mad, and he's like, why am I doing this? I'm doing this. And his hat size grew, like, 80 times the size. <laughs> You know what? I but he's. I you know that man never made honest. more than twenty-two million dollars in a season. Yeah, that's yeah, crazy. <laughs> I know you guys are. I'm way delayed, but it's still funny that me and Nicole saw Seamus at Jersey Boys when during WrestleMania week two years ago. <laughs> it was so random. Like, oh shit, Seamus. <laughs> Hey, Seamus. Like, he was, like, literally a row away from us. He was actually really cool. I mean, I don't... So, Gold Gloves was... Did you have was... good seats? Did you have good yeah, seats? Yeah, it was, like, off-Broadway, so it was, like, a small... small oh, it was a small... It was one of those smaller like... shows, yeah. Yeah, it was, like... It was, like... Like, we had, like, the fifth row, and he had, like, the third row. Oh, okay. really... Yeah. So, he Never... won all his Gold Gloves from 90 to 98, by the way. Right. Makes sense. For sure. He only won 13 month awards in his career. See, I'm just thinking about this because I went opening day, I guess it was two years ago or three years ago. There was a guy like three rows ahead of us that people just coming up to and kept going up to and taking pictures with us. And I sat with the seven line. I had no idea who he was. I later came out to find out it was Zack Ryder, which makes perfect sense. But, like, Zack Ryder... Uh, it, was pro- 
It was probably what's his Zack Ryder. You mean not um, that the other one? Yeah, yeah. It's it I know who you're talking about. What the fuck's his name? Actual, actual name. Yeah, he's actually a huge Matt fan. Right. Um, he's actually he lives in your town, Vin. Yeah, he actually lives in your town. Or what? Brian Myers is his real name. Apparently. Brian, yeah, that, Myers. Sorry, that's what it was. That's no, he's from Glen Cove. But I think he lives in Levittown now. He might. Um, but yeah, that that's. But like that's why his it says residence is Queens, according to Wikipedia. But um. But yeah, like Seamus is significantly like more noticeable than. Right. If Seamus was sitting there, you would have been like, "Um, that's Seamus." Oh, he lives in Merrick. Sorry, Tulsa by one town. Yeah, he lives in Merrick now, according to his Insta, because he geotagged one of the photos. <laughs> What's our Actually, thoughts he... on uh, Jordan Yamamoto? I like it. I don't. I like. I like how we're going exactly the opposite what we were the way we went last year, with the depth, and. I like it for what it's worth. I know he had a rough rookie year last year, but he's a young guy. He has enough stuff to be like if we ever needed him to <laughs> do something or maybe if a long man or some sort of relief, we got that guy ready to go. And he can build up from that. But I'm, I'm happy with the Mets offseason. I know we didn't get the key, key guys that everybody wanted, but we got Lindor. And we got McCann for a nice deal, and and they got enough pieces. Uh, yeah, we didn't get the center fielder we wanted, but Pilar, I I don't really like Amara Jr., but it is what it is. I'd rather Pilar and Villar. I like I like both of them. They're both very mm-hmm. solid bench guys. So I don't hate either. And they're of both those good teams. defensive replacements. Like late in the right. game, defensive replacements like the Juan Lagares think... for past couple years. Right. I think Pilar actually is losing a little bit, but I, he's still better yeah, than what it. we have. But that's what I read. But I, I really like Pilar. He he seems like a he's always seems to be like a team guy that on those teams he's on. So I like that. And Villar and Villar was really good with the Marlins, and he's been decent for wherever he goes. It's just because he. Had never played on a, like a like a team that's highly recognized. Maybe that people don't realize how how good he is. So he can maybe make a run of like being JD Davis's replacement late in games if he's not playing, or take over Guillerme's uh, all around utility role. Who knows? Yeah, I I like the the further we get from like having to. And Make, I like Walker, wait for Juan sorry, Lagar, yeah. Wait for Juan Lagares to go off of waivers to come back to the or team. Or like having to get Tommy Malone to make four starts in the middle of the season for no reason. Right. Like the the further we get away from Is that. Is Tommy Malone the guy we saw pitch against the Angels and I picked him up to play because I needed a, pit, a, a starter? I think. Was that the one? And then I, yeah, he gave up. He made like and then he gave up start. like three home runs to Trout in the first inning or something. He made, <laughs> <laughs> he made like a start. The week before, and he went like five good innings, right? And then he, uh, I think he gave up five runs in that first inning. I'm gonna look up Tommy. I mean, my, this Google search, my computer thinks I'm absolutely out of my mind right now. <laughs> it had to be 
And like we didn't need to see Clux, uh, Chris Flexen and all those other guys. They're like, so it's like Chris, Chris Flexen is like good now. Apparently, Chris Flexen is blowing up the the what is it? The Jamaican league? No, the Korean league. <laughs> no, it's the Korean league. <laughs> no, but he signed a pretty solid deal with the Mariners this year. Then the game we lost twelve five. You and I were at. Yes. Let's see. So he gave up a home run to uh, Sharon in the first in the a grand slam. He walked in a run in the first, gave up a home run also. Let's see what his final line was in this game. Mets, Tommy Malone, one and a third, seven hits, eight runs, seven earned runs, two walks, and three strikeouts in this game, and three home runs. Right, but you could see. Two weeks before against the Giants, he came up two runs in five innings. But right. Matt, Ren- we also get like... we also got to watch Matt Reynolds in a home run, so that was the type of day it was. And Trout <laughs> hit a home run that day. It wasn't off of him, but he hit a home later. But the, the runs came before. against him because <laughs> we also got to see Raf- the great Rafael Montero that day too. I mean, how many times? Have- I wonder how many times it's... <laughs> you and I have seen, seen Rafael. Rafael Montero pitch. It w- there was another thing that year that like. We just saw Steven Matz every time we went. Right. That was me with Bartolo. Yep. We yeah. did see Matz just... one year every time we went. But like, Rafael Steven Montero a, will forever. book that we keep scoring, and it's Steven Matz every other game. And um, I will throw it out there that Rafael Montero will always be known as the last pitcher we ever saw start for the Mets against Jose Fernandez. <laughs> <laughs> that did happen. And Cespedes hit that walk-off, and it was apparently the first ever in his career. <laughs> we wonder we wonder why. Yeah, so, I mean, this is a conversation that started about the Mets' depth. They've, they've signed some good um, depth guys. I'm worried about the bullpen. I'll be and also, well, so, yes, I just yes. looked this up, by the way. I'm taking back what you said. Trout's 14th homer of the season in this game in the second inning was, was off Tommy Malone. It was? It was. Because Marte um, also hit a home run in that same inning off Malone. So, um, yeah, the the bullpen is their biggest. That's their biggest question mark. Uh, obviously, Lugo is going to be out. They, till May. they said it on the We Got to Believe about Lugo too. It's like it's the perfect time though for him to be out. Like, right? But it's still let him be out. It that... stinks, but like let him be out and hurt now instead of middle of June where where. In this pennant race, we're rolling, and then I don't know where it's like, oh shit, our best bullpen guy just got hurt. Right, but it's, but also... it's still, still an injury that you're like, okay, it's never good. Right, and it's it's also, they say he's going to be back in May, like, that could be a thing that lingers. And they they have, you know, Edwin Diaz, you you trust him or you don't trust him, it's, it's the jury's, I guess, is still out on him. I like Trevor May, but after that, like, the guy I trust most next is like Miguel Castro, and that, this is who's right. Miguel Castro. He we're didn't make it with a, the Orioles. Yeah, we're gonna need a bounce back out of Batanzas, who hasn't really done anything in two or three yeah. years. Uh, Familia, I, I mean, it we all, it is. it is what it is with Familia. Whenever he gets a good outing, it's great, and if if he decides to walk the ballpark, yeah, well, that's gonna happen too. So. I think that's the biggest part of the, the Mets whole, maybe the defense as well. Um, those would be the two glaring situations going into the regular season during spring training would be the most glaring situational 
things that the Mets would be like, all right, well, if the Mets don't contend this year, those would be the two things that we all point to being, okay, X, Y, and Z happen. That's why they don't make the playoffs. So let's hope for some, something good with that. But the bats are going to be alive. The starting pitching should be there. Um, I know I said in the group chat, and we, we all agree, um, I hope to God Noah they don't rush back Noah, but we, we've seen it with Noah. Every time he gets hurt, he rushes back and gets hurt even more so than originally let on. So mm-hmm. I hope the Mets press is smart for once and make sure he, he's throwing long toss like he doesn't have Tommy John. So yikes. Right. And I, but this goes back to, obviously, like we said about the depth they have, I actually right. like Joey Luc- Lucchese, the the guy they got from the Padres. I don't mind him either. For what he's gonna be, he's gonna right. be fine. So, so between him and Yamamoto is like a fifth, fifth, sixth kind of thing, until he gets back. I'm I'm really fine with that. Um, I meant to say before about guys like VR and Pilar and uh, Jose Martinez. They also signed. This was forgot wild. about Jose Martinez. But then. those are those three are guys that you always see like move the deadline for no right, for a player right, to be right. later to a good team. Right. So like I kind of like getting those guys now. It's something you know you can just not really have to worry about it later. It's you know you said it's solid depth and making a strong bench isn't something the Mets always have. So. Yeah, I, I actually like those moves. I know this is like the the non bigger Met fans would be mad if you go on Twitter and Facebook if like the littlest move is then people are gonna get mad about. But honestly, these are the moves that make teams win. Um, so hopefully they find a way and the pitching and the bats stay healthy. Cause if and just pray to God the bullpen is good. It's, it's we all know it's a year to year thing with the bullpen, so hopefully it's a good year, especially out of Edwin Diaz and all the others that are big question marks. Because obviously, I still, even though Diaz had a good year last year, for all things considered, I'm not a full, it wasn't a full season and just like scary. But you can say that about any player that had a good or bad season. So it's going to be interesting to see how everything plays out in a full 162-game season if they get to 162 games. Yeah, I kind of look at last year almost like you look at spring training. Like if it was good, it's good. If it was bad, it doesn't count. Like that kind of thing. Right, right. And I and so, I really hope like last year was P. Alonso's slump year, and like his sophomore season slump, and then he's ready to go and kills it. You know what I mean? Because like like he was at towards the end of the season, like if it was a regular season, he was about to go on that tear that made everything look better than what it really was. Right. You know well, they I said like if you go through like if you go through a lot of the players' numbers and like get the averages, it's like. Even Pete had a 35 home run season. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, it was also, um, I remember somebody writing a Let's piece about Let's be fair, he, he, he's most likely never hitting 53 home runs again. again. Oh, 100%. There's, that was a live ball year, whatever the hell you want to call it. 
But we're we're also not Yankee fans and gonna go crazy about it. Right. Like we're not gonna take it for granted thirty five home runs and be like, oh, he sucks. Like certain players we know. Well, like like Steven said, like I think he I think he was on pace for forty. Like the pace yeah, he was, he was yeah. forty homers. Yeah, thirty five. Steve said. Right. So I, it's um. Somebody else wrote an article during the season that was like. <laughs> The thing with Pete is with him is he has to bat over 260. If he doesn't bat over 260, we're gonna have problems. Um, yeah, I mean that that was definitely an issue. Like it's not just a a power hitter. You're right. He needs to hit those doubles and just right. pulling up his stats to look at kind of what the difference. It's interesting because if you look at his stats, the the his he hit two sixty, and he was ago. hitting everything hard when he was actually hitting the ball. So, right. like the, that's just really boils down to being luck, which we all know. So, like I wasn't really worried with him. It was a lot of it was um, it was bad luck with the hit hard hits, but he did strike out a ton last year for the sixty game. I don't know how you equivalated to a, a full season but hopefully he hopefully he f- has a great year yeah I, I don't see any any reason he wouldn't bounce back from it personally but it also he, he did talk about how he doesn't like DHing you gotta get over that unfortunately well, hopefully we don't. Well, hopefully we have to deal with it. But you know what I mean. I know, but like <laughs> this year you're not going to have to deal with it. But next year, like they're not going to trade Dom Smith because they don't have one year of a DH when it's most likely going to come back. And right. And, and and um, we're um, I don't know if you're still in that club, Vin, but but I I'm I'm on the Dom Smith was a better first baseman than. Pete, it's not really going out of school saying that, but no. but yeah. But if it uh, makes Pete mentally, if Pete, Pete's mentally better at playing first base, obviously we're making sure Pete plays first base kind of thing. So, I don't know. Correct. Yeah, I'm just, I'm diving, I'm, I'm, I don't understand half of these things, but I'm kind of like, go. I'm on fan graphs and looking at, at Pete's Stats and it's like a lot of it's a the same, right? Yeah, it's I'm, just I'm, he got, his strikeout rate actually, to believe it or not, went down. Really? Like, All right, I'm guessing because 60 games it was just felt everything because right. condensed. You're it, it, probably right. It like just living in the moment, it felt like that, you know. Correct. It was. It's exactly technically. I would call it exactly the same. It was 26.4 percent. It, uh, in 2019, it was 25% last year. So basically the same. His his walk rate stayed the same. So it really is just, I don't know if it's bad luck. It could be a, a little bit of if one was good luck or no, it looks like a, it definitely was a little bit of bad luck. Like you said, he was hitting the ball hard. His, his batting average on balls in play went down, which is something, you know, you can't really yeah, control. Yeah, that's what I was mentioning. Yeah. Right. Barrel percentage was the same. Hard to hit percentage, the same. Yeah, so like a little bit of bad luck. 
I was saying somebody wrote an article last year that was like every time he got going, like he started getting hot and then he got hurt right in the hand or something last year. And then he got hot again and the Mets had their COVID they had the COVID break when they were in, in Florida. So like the starts and spurts of the season affected him probably a little more than other guys. That's that's fair. And then obviously Comforto, uh obviously a big year for him. So Same. we're I'm not, I'm not talking stat wise, but pay that man, pay that man that money. Yeah, we've all been big Michael Conforto fans since he's been drafted, like mm-hmm. for Steve's sake, and just getting called up. It's and it, and he's finally putting it all together because at first he was a very streaky, hot, cold guy. So it's it's great to see him putting it all together. Obviously, he might not be batting 340 like he did in the 60 game season, but if he's batting like he did in 2019 and previous years, he's a borderline all-star every year. So let's, let's hope he plays really well. And the Mets decide, Hey, let's give this guy the money. He's been a good Met. He's been very serviceable for us. He, there's been a lot of times that he could have packed it up and he's always been playing hard. So and he's a great guy, and we know that he's a great guy. So why not give that guy money? You know what I mean? Um, I'm excited to see Lindor play as well. Obviously, I think there's, yeah. there's no shock with that as well. Um, I know he definitely Scrooge McDucked it the other day when he saw Tatis's contract. <laughs> it was like, all right, I'm definitely jumping in a big bag of money. Um, he's probably going to get one very similar. Yeah. Listen, if, and, if he's playing... The way he's expected to, he makes the all-star team. Right around that time, you're going to start hearing because that's going to be that time. Conforto or Lindor? Lindor mainly because Lindor is going to be the guy that come all-star time is going to be talked of. Where's the contract or where's the trade? The thing with Lindor is he's made it known that he does not want to work anything out during season. He said that in his opening press conference. So it's going to be interesting to see. If, if that actually that happens, well. right? Well, they also if they look, they showed the, a list of like all the extensions that happened recently. Most of them happen like in spring training, like Mookie's and um, right. obviously Tatis. Now, not in spring training, but very close to spring training. This is the time where most extension talk goes on. Right, and Steve Cohen was actually in camp the other day. Um, just getting to see a lot of the pitchers he was talking to. I'm sure he's still there meeting a lot of the guys for the first time in person and just kind of getting to know them a little bit. And, like, you got to think that he's talking to Lindor's agent. You got you got him and Sandy talking to Lindor and Conforto's agent at the same time, basically, at this point. Right. And the only thing like, with Conforto is we we know what's in store with Conforto's yeah. agent. Scott, Scotty boy. So Yeah, but that's the thing. You don't really hear about him anymore. No, but, and, but is he gonna, the whole thing with... The whole thing with baseball is the it could easily go on a lockout before next season. So, do you want to commit before you actually get paid, or what's going on with that? It's going to be interesting how certain free agents play it out. Yeah, especially, um, especially Lindor, to be honest, because of next off season is. The shortstop offseason. Lindor's a free agent if he doesn't sign. Trevor Story, Corey Seager, Carlos Correa. Yeah, they're all free agents. Are all free agents next year. So 
how much leverage does that give you or not give you if you're the you know if you're the Mets and he doesn't want a, an extension, you got a, a one in four shot to get an, an all star shortstop next off season. Right. Outfield, I'm looking just looking at outfielder wise, I wouldn't it wouldn't be crazy to say Michael Conforto is the best of this group. The 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 highest paid current like it's ranking it ranks it by current salary and that's charlie blackman he's very good so probably him but right behind them is andrew mccutcheon who's obviously significantly past his prime so conforto's you know in to get a big payday if he goes to free agency next year right so probably a little less leverage jay bruce my man jay bruce is a yankee now unbelievable and he's gonna we know he's it's a monthly contract but we know the yankees help um, I, and, he, he'll hit 20 homers in Yankee Stadium in his sleep if he plays, you know, 100. Right, games. and it all depends on Talkman and and Gardner, and and I'm happy to see Frazier actually being penciled in as the everyday out left fielder if everything goes as planned for well, him. That was my issue with Gardner, especially last year. Like, how long are we gonna do this thing and keep Clint Frazier on the bench? Right, and just play Brett Gardner every day. Right, but wow. with Gardner two years ago, he he was one of their better players. So he it's it's yeah. it's just one of those weird things of like he wanted to be a Yankees whole career. He was gonna come back no matter what. So I, for if he's gonna be the fourth and fifth outfielder, that's perfectly fine for what he's gonna be in the clubhouse. If you if you saw them after he signed the the outcry of every ex Yankee slash current Yankee about how happy they were to see him being re-signed. So, they were talking before he got re-signed. You know, they, right. were, they were asking right. questions about him. and Right. It, it was only a matter of time. There wasn't – it wasn't – the thing with the Yankees, they really didn't make any, like, moves this year. They had to bring back people that they had to bring back. So it, it's like – it's basically the same team. It's like if the Yankees keep on doing what they're doing slash – find ways to keep their players that we all expect to have good years healthy, they're going to be where they're supposed to be. And is it a, is it a world series run? There's a lot of good teams in the American league. So it's not necessarily the truth. They were an inning but... away from last year going to the world series. Right. No, well, two years well, ago. No, last year. Didn't they, weren't they in the, no, two years? they lost in the division. No, they lost in the division. Oh yeah. They lost in the, the, the division. Okay. Uh, for some reason, I thought it was the championship series. No, that no was, yeah, it wasn't was ending away, ago. but it was the, the, the yeah. Uh, two years ago it was what? Well, what? Of course, two years ago that was seven. six they lost, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They would have forced the game seven. Mm-hmm. So one of the clutches home runs without being clutch ever with DJ LeMayo. Um I, but the Yankees, I, I don't know. Like yeah, they're teetering. They're still gonna be very good. Let's let's not be stupid and say they're gonna suck. But it's That's just not say that. <laughs> but it's just one of those things. Is can oh, Aaron Judge or Giancarlo ever stay healthy? That really boils down to it, and it's just insane. Like if either of those guys stay healthy, just one of them stay healthy. Gets stays healthy, they're in good shape, and then our our good friend uh, Gary Sanchez. It's basically I a mean, make. What do you do with Gary Sanchez? 
like you can't like catcher is such a shallow position that he's still gonna make a lot of money even at what point in the season do you hear about the JT Romano for Gary Sanchez trade? Um, and just well, switch both of their positions. Just switch both of their scenes. Never, <laughs> never, because well, JT's Ray already hurt. Hand. Yeah, right. he did break his thumb. I don't know how that. <laughs> well, yeah, he signed his quick. contract. I mean, it's very hard did, to sign those contracts. I did see people on Twitter like. If the commenting, if you're broken thumb, like, aren't oh, you glad the Mets didn't sign him? No, I'd rather have JT Romano with a broken thumb, to be completely honest. But yeah, but I, I, I mean, like yeah, but I McCann, like but McCann, McCann's but... kids were Buzz and Woody for Halloween. Then it's kind of hard to I don't beat that. Just like James McCann, <laughs> I just JT Romano. All right, let's just... let's talk about Gary because we we talked like a half hour about the Mets, but we did. But... But with, with with Gary, it's just one of those. He has to be the most frustrating player in New York. He it, it, it has to be him, because we've all seen him be that guy. Just like, all right, this guy is gonna be a Yankee for 15 years. He's gonna get whatever contract the Yankees give him. It's gonna be an extension kind of thing, and he's gonna be a Yankee forever. You know what I mean? And then after the 2017 season, it just went crumbling down and it's just like what the hell was like what the hell happened you know what i mean it's just really interesting to see what happens with gary does gary come back in a shorter contract to prove it or it's all right gary you've done enough and you've proven enough to like you're not worth this money that you're going to be asking so Go find someplace else to play, and we're gonna have to deal with Kyle Ishioka and uh, get another catcher, <laughs> type of thing. I, I I don't know. It's gonna be really interesting to see what what type of Gary Sanchez comes out and plays on a contract year. Uh, yeah, like you said, it's definitely very, very frustrating. But like also with the the. Um... The way their roster is construction, construction is worth a word I was looking for. I, he's hitting ninth, you know. Yeah, and that's there. It's the least important. Like it's and it's it's embarrassing, but like obviously he's not good enough. You look at it positionally, he's not good enough defensively to to hit the way he hit last year. And to, is one guy is the guy hitting ninth, like hitting two hundred, but just swinging for the fences every time. Something they can afford. It probably is, to be completely honest. Well, for the Yankees, yes, but he's not good enough defensively to let that guy no. be on your team. Correct. If you're looking at the player in general, he isn't. But for the, what they're going to have to deal with, I think, I mean, maybe they'll just it'll be more of a half-and-half half situation than it's than it it's just it's, it's just a shame of where he was and what he is now. And it's just like, what happened? What 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 is it like? What what exactly happened? Right. Like, what exactly is the the issue? Is it? I'm trying to see if he if he strike like started striking out more. I I would assume that would be the case. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it jumped. It's he went from striking out like 25 percent of the time to 36 percent of the time, Jesus which is a lot. Christ, are you kidding me? It's no, he he's. In his best year was twenty seventeen. It was or twenty. 
Yeah, 2017. It would have to be 17 because 16, it was his hot month when he got called up. 2017, he had 33 homers, drove in 90 runs, and hit 278. Um, with a where are we here? Yeah, with an 876 OPS. He just seriously needs to just bat over 230, 240, and he's right. serviceable. And then, see, but it's, maybe this is like a because if you look at 2018, he didn't play a lot of games. No, because that was his hurt. Yeah, he was. Yeah, hurt. he played 89 games. He played 89 games, which is a lot. But again, he hit 186. Then he came back. So if you can get 2019, Gary, even he had 232 right. with 20. Was it 24? No, 34 homers and 77 RBIs. If you can get that guy back, you'll be fine. But again, it's nowhere it, where he should. It yeah. should be. His strikeout rates were around 25. Last year it was 36. Hit 147. So oh. you said it 36 from what? It was it was twenty five. It was twenty. So going from uh, twenty sixteen, it was he struck out like twenty five. It was always around twenty five percent. It went up last year to thirty six percent. So it went so up like an extra ten percent of the time. He, yeah, he struck out. Extra eleven percent of the time he struck out. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Man. It's it's really it's it's ridiculous. And he didn't walk that much more. That's, so that's like, like it's it, not even like a little bit. It's. Just... It's bad. Eleven percent. That's a lot. It's very bad. He had one forty-seven last year. But again, like I'm saying, it's it's a good year, a bad year, good year, a bad year. Maybe sure. this will be a good year, and it shuts everybody up. Well, we all know how contract years go. Right. I also forgot the Yankees added the starting pitching they did. Um, right. But Kluber's been hurt the last two years, so if they get literally stuck. anything from him. Like, if he's anything he was, then that's obviously a steal. Um, Jameson Tyon, obviously, if he has, he's definitely decent, decent to good pitcher. So maybe with him being a Yankee, is that's what sparks him up. That would be great for him and the Yankees as well. Yeah. He had a four ERA last year, but a three ERA the year before. Yeah, he's, he's good. Oh, he missed and, last year. And he might, yeah, and he might get a couple, a couple cheapy Yankee wins because of how good the offense is. He might right. not even have to show up, you know what I mean? So, and the bullpen's the bullpen. Um, the bullpen's interesting, just because they traded. I mean, they traded him out of because he was bad. Right. He had but they brought in Darren O'Day. I like Darren. I've always liked Darren O'Day. Yeah. Our rule five guy that we decided to get rid of in 09. For Fun times. To have Nelson Figueroa start a game. <laughs> Fun times. Fun times. But yeah, I mean, Darren O'Day's been pretty good pretty much his entire career. I think it, that was a solid. And he, and he knows the NLE, ALE like the back of his hand, basically. Yep. So it's a good move. Chapman, Britton, Chad Green, O'Day. They, got, they signed Justin Wilson, too. Right. Decent Sessa. Oh, they love Sessa. <laughs> <laughs> they have Luizaga in here as a as a potential. And then we also yeah. forgot we don't know the situation with Domingo Herman as well. He's coming back from the eighty one game suspension. Um, a lot of drama. The Yankee clubhouse with him, obvious for obvious reasons and rightfully so. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that. And um, 
when is Severi Sevi supposed to come back? Mid mid season, midpoint too, right? Tommy John. Yeah, it, it's roughly the same as as Noah. They had it around the same time. Right. So it's going to be interesting to see how he recovers as well. Because if he comes back and pitches anything like he was supposed to be, I, then that's huge right there. And then you get Cole. <laughs> you get Cole and when any of those guys yeah. on a hot hand, they, they could do some damage. If him and Kluber come and pitch like they're supposed to, coming off injuries, obviously. But if they pitch like their baseball cards say... The Yankees have depth in the pitching rotation. It's then I just one than what they had in previous years. Right. I just clicked on um, Severino's his Fangraphs page, and under injury, it just said elbow day to day. So it made me think of Reyes <laughs> and his day to day hamstring. Um. It, yeah. If, Jose if Reyes Corey, is still day to day with a hamstring. Yeah. I, it's tough to. Like like we said, it, it's tough to expect Kluber to get back to the Cy Young Kluber. Even you get a decent year out of him, they still don't have a solid number two. They're kind of counting on the return of Sevy for that, I guess. It's gonna like it's a weaker rotation, but they they have no competition in their division. You know, the Rays are always good, but they just traded their best pitcher. Does that matter with the way they do things? I don't know, but I mean. When you basically stayed the same, and your competition traded their best player, it's it's tough to um, it's tough to think you're in a worse spot than than you right. were. Right, and it's going to be interesting. I know regular season wise, um, Tanaka was like ordinary, but that's also a big loss in the lock uh, locker room and club, right. quote unquote clubhouse as well. And he was a very loving guy that the team was just like. All right, we we love you, kind of thing. But he's in Japan, so it's different. Right, it's not like yeah, he went uh, anywhere. What do they project the Yankees to win? This is interesting. Well, they, did you see that last week? Did you did you see that the percentage? I I don't remember who exactly, but and they gave the Orioles Orioles zero percent chance. <laughs> That's tough. <laughs> what what's interesting is according to fan graphs the pirates are, well. the pirates are worse yeah the SND podcast channel could be listened to on all podcast platforms including iTunes Google Play SoundCloud Stitcher Spotify and of course SNDblog.com. we could also be found on all of the social media platforms including Facebook Twitter and Instagram don't forget since you love our show so much make sure to rate review and of course share with all your family and friends it's it's just like that, and like all the graphs are, all the projections are saying the Mets are going to be good. So I'm nervous about that. But so with the Yankees, we'll we'll get into divisions later and spring training is in down. We was just talking about the Mets and Yankees pretty much right now, but it's going to be interesting to see that like the Yankees really didn't add pieces offensively, so it's going to be the same lineup that you've seen the last couple of years. Just now that Frazier is going to get a more bigger role, and let's see what Voigt does because he did lead the league in home runs last year. So it's just the same thing with Trevor Bauer with the ERA. It's like, all right, well, it's great that you did that in sixty games. Can you do that for a full season? So 
we'll see about that. If we're going... If we're going that way, I have more faith in Luke Voigt than I do Trevor oh. Bauer. <laughs> That's been funny. That's been one of the funnier things on Mets Twitter. Oh, oh, we by the way, we signed another guy that has a better career ERA than Trevor Bauer. Uh, it's been funny. Um, yeah, I, I do, I do like, I do like Walker. He's always been one of those guys that I always pick up in fantasy, mm-hmm. and just like can this guy break out he'll still pitch fine but he, he can get to the next level which he hasn't ever had done yet so we'll see what happens with walker but i do like him as a player he's, 20, I mean, and a, he's young he's 28 years old right so he's I mean, basically what steven matz is. i think he's a better version righty version of what steven matz would have been for yeah. us this year so it's just like it's kind of the same thing that we said um 2018, 2019, he didn't basically didn't pitch. He missed two almost two full years, and he came back last year and and pitched well. So it's is it can he can you replicate that? Can you you know was that real? That whole kind of thing. He had a 270 ERA in the 11 starts he made last year. So if you get anywhere around that, you're doing pretty good. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um. I, I do want to talk about the Knicks a little bit. Um, we could talk about the Islanders and Rangers after, but the Knicks are still playing pretty good. They're you this go season, for it, man. <laughs> the sixth seed if this season ended today. Oh, my goodness. I hate this. <laughs> um, they've been playing good. I know the other night they lost, but they they got tired and they it was the typical play down to your opponent kind of night and they're just they were just beat and then they unfortunately didn't get to play yesterday because the uh covid situation with uh the covid situation with the spurs but they're tonight they're playing the they are playing the minnesota t-wolves as we speak so it's gonna be interesting to see what exactly what what happens with the knicks like I know the Nets the Nets are playing ridiculous basketball with what they have. And some nights most of the guys don't even play. Like Durant hasn't played a lot because he's been hurt slash in quarantine because of tracing. So the Knicks are playing better the Knicks than they're beating the T Wolves right now with thirty two seconds left in the game. Okay. They're up ninety nine ninety eight. Nice. All right, defense. Um Yeah. So, like, they're actually watchable this year. Anything they get extra from the Knicks, that extra week of playoffs, is huge. You know, we're not saying we're gonna the Knicks are gonna make a run out of things, but like that extra week of them being in the playoffs, the Minis, I mean, the Dallas Dallas has been sucking, so they still get they still get two first round draft picks as long as they don't trade it away. Oh shit, Miz just cashed in. Um, awesome. All right, sorry about that. Kitchen after after I don't know the chamber didn't happen yet. That didn't so use the chamber match really? happened, so they canceled yeah. the women's championship match. Okay, so they, they just did the raw chamber. They did yeah, the raw chamber. Lashley came out beat up on, and now Miz is the champion. Who won the chamber? McIntyre. Uh, McIntyre. He retained. Okay. But he just lost the belt. But he just lost to Miz. All right. Well, well, good for him. Well, they need a storyline because Edge not being uh, 
Well, they also said that, like, it came out last year, they were trying to figure out ways to get McIntyre another Mania moment, but with people there. Right. Which would make sense, like, have him lose the belt, and then, you know, you can set up some sort of triple threat match to get him into, or some sort of match with The Miz to set up, to try and get him the in-crowd moment. Are they having a crowd this year? Uh, yeah. It's in Tampa again. Okay. Gonna have, I guess the, they use the Super Bowl as a... All right, well... Right, because they haven't sent out the fan... They haven't even put tickets on sale yet. Shocking. Well, they have to figure out what how many they can do and how to set it up. And Apparently, they want to try and do it in some way where they're also going to have the... The video things like they have. The right. the virtual like watching. Virtual watching, yeah. Yeah, so they're gonna try and do that as well on top of having actual really? fans. They in would the have that in the on the football field? That would be interesting. Well, you gotta realize that by the time Mania starts, they gotta be out of where they are. Right. Because that's baseball. April. That's right. the first weekend of April. So they gotta be out of there probably within the next couple of weeks. Right. Um, since the, I mean, since I think since we last were on, I don't remember when it happened, but they Knicks traded for Derrick Rose. How has Derrick Rose been doing, Tim? He's been good. He's been what he's supposed to be. He's a, he's been helping quickly and top, and uh, he's the pretty much in the second unit with those guys. Right. He's. I'm looking here. He's playing 20 minutes tonight, which is not uh, crazy. No. 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 He, he's he's doing what he's doing. He's helping young guys grow like it's so funny like with Toppin like like he he didn't look like all right the first round pick yet because he didn't get his sea legs yet and like the backup point guard's not really Derrick Rose kind of thing and now he looks like a stud he looks like Amari Stoudemire it was like the running joke of like <laughs> he's Amari Stoudemire now with Derrick Rose and he was like whatever bum you want to choose from the Knicks power forward days like with like uh with Peyton so he was Eddie Curry. You're right, right. So like it's <laughs> it's a little right, different it's, now. It's a little different. But, um, unfortunately, the biggest situation with Nick Wise injury wise is Mitch Robinson is out for the foreseeable future with a broken hand. So that's gonna be interesting to see. Um, Julius Randle still playing great. He averaging twenty three points a night. What yeah. are we doing here? <laughs> uh, he's he's. Um, he's making me eat, and a lot of Nick fans eat Carell. So keep it up. He's pretty much a All Star. So I don't know. Did they announce the All Star teams yet? I have no idea. I don't know. Uh, I I don't know if they. I don't remember if they announced the teams. All I heard was was, was LeBron started. bitching that they have having have to go to the game. Right, and they're gonna have the slam dunk at halftime. <laughs> bro, just don't go to the game, bro. Honestly. Right. Um. And then they're and they're having the dunk contest at halftime, so that should be fun. That should be interesting. If he, I mean, he that's that's what he should do is do the dunk contest. Yeah, unfortunately, he's never done it. One of those things that like, it's obviously too late now for his career to do. But it would have been awesome to see when he was younger. Um, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be different having a quick halftime. I guess it won't be quick because. You're obviously going to be a huge halftime show if they're going to do the slam dunk contest. Right. Right. 
So it's going to be interesting to see how they work that out real soon. That's in Atlanta. So I wonder if that roided up guy is going to be back with his wife to taunt LeBron. Ah, yes. Highly doubt it. I hope that guy should. They should definitely make that guy part of the festivities. He doesn't. He already doesn't want just the wife. The yeah. right. Um, the starting. They announced the starting five three days ago. And the well, starting ten. So it's Luca, Steph, LeBron, Jokic, and Kawhi. All right, obviously. Then Kyrie, Bradley Beal, Durant, Giannis, and Joel Embiid. This yep. is BS. It's not the Brooklyn Nets as the starting lineup. Isn't that the whole point of the team that they <laughs> built there? Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Do they have, as of right they now, don't, yeah, they don't have might that. win the MVP in the whole league, which is yeah. Crazy for, um, Bradley Beal's averaging 32 points a game. Yeah. Is that a thing it, where just the Wizards suck and he <laughs> scores all the points? It's both. And okay. the Knicks are going to give up everything to get him. It, I have a very bad feeling about that. Um, <laughs> they're playing. They're actually playing well. The Wizards, if I remember, if I from what I saw the um, other day, record-wise they aren't. But they're, but they're, then again, they're the Wizards. They always they always have two guys who play well every year. And they are right. the 13 seed at the moment. Knicks yeah, up. They're... The Nets are up six with eight minutes remaining in the third against the Clippers. By the way, yeah, the Nets. The Nets. If they're playing a, a team over 500, they've lost one game this year. And then if they play a team under 500, they'll they'll like play down to them and then lose most of their losses are against under 500 teams, which yeah, is pretty so fun. dumb. Like, yeah, I mean it seems Sixers. typical. Oh, typical. But it, it's, it's the Sixers it's are the best have the best record in the East. Right. And Mead might sense. actually win MVP this year. He definitely he's gonna get a couple of votes. He's definitely gonna get votes this year. He's finally put it together. Finally put it together. And then the Nets of the Nets. Um, hockey, I'll be honest, I haven't really been watching with uh, my work schedule. Um, I, I, I'm assuming well, the Rangers are playing tough every night and finding ways to lose every night. The offense is very slumped in a very big slump right now. So that is what it is with them. Um, take it away with the Islanders. I, I, I know they're playing hard every night as well. They're They're hitting a lot of bumps in the road as well, right? The Islanders are exactly what um, exactly what we thought they were, to quote Danny Green. Um, they are who we thought they were. Rest in peace. Um, they they can physically skate and play hockey, and that's a weird way to put it. Oh, With shit, the review ended at nine thirty. Well, that's what happens <laughs> when that's they cancel. Asking like, why are they doing the second main event at nine thirty? Because um, this is supposed to be eleven o'clock at night here. It's... Gotcha. Sorry, sorry, Ben. What the hell's going on? So the Islanders can skate and play with anybody in their division and in the conference. The problem comes down to when they skate and play with them, they can't finish, and the other team can. They they outplayed the Pittsburgh Penguins twofold last night, but they made two mistakes and both ended up in the back of their net and they gave up they gave up one power play goal and they lost three two. And it's just they the first two periods they outshot them the holy hell. They outplayed them clearly, but they just couldn't convert on any of the chances they had. And, you know, on the days they do convert, they're gonna win and the days they don't, 
it's gonna be a, a battle to to keep up and it's it seems like that's just sports, right? But it's right. it's a consistency thing. Like you have to the the stretch where they, they were winning, even when they were winning against like the Sabres, they would score two goals in the first period and then just lock it down the rest of the game. You know, they beat the Bruins last week, which they just keep beating the Bruins. Yeah, the Bruins are the only team that like the, the Islanders are the only team the Bruins are able to lose to actually in regulation. Yeah, they actually they lost just... to someone else this week. Right, it was the Bruins um, lost to somebody. Yeah, they have three losses now. It's they're just an infuriating team to watch, but. It's it's at the point, you know, which where they're exactly where I thought they'd be. If you look at the standings, the Rangers are they actually four lost points the Devils. Was the team they oh, they lost the Devils? Yeah, the Devils are actually playing well. If you look well, at like, yeah, they had two weeks off. Unfortunately, that's the problem. Right, but they their points percentage they they have they have gotten over fifty percent of their points, but um. But the Rangers, Devils, and Sabres are in the bottom of the, the three bottom teams in the division. Boston's in first, clearly. And then it's the oh, Islanders, Foster. Pittsburgh, Philly, and Washington, all within two points of each other. Right. So that's this is just what this division is going to be. Boston's in first. One of those three teams, one of those four teams is not going to make the playoffs. It's, it could be the Islanders. The way they're playing, I mean, Pittsburgh's been a mess. They fought the GM, I don't know, retired or something, and they got a new GM, but what do GMs really matter in season, right? So it's it's really just it's going to be a dogfight till the end of the season with those other three teams, right? It it is <laughs> it's going to be interesting. It's uh, did you guys? But obviously, you guys were watching the WWE pay per view. Did you guys flicker back and forth to the Lake Tahoe game tonight? How's that been going? Like, uh, they haven't had been over, issues, right? Yeah, I have. It's over. I, honestly, I was watching. I had like a movie on in the background. They, I see the the pictures I've seen on Twitter are awesome. Like they look. Oh great, yeah, <laughs> but I don't. Yeah, it's really six two Boston going into. Yeah. The third period, they're about to put Brian Elliott in for the Flyers. Okay, there you go. That's all you have to know about that. It's cool. It looks nice. Yeah. Le- yesterday really before the whole sun situation oh it's the second period in the 6-2 and the second period yikes um yeah i don't know i haven't gotten in that hockey groove yet like i normally am. Oh, yeah it's tough to especially during now it's like i don't know about you guys but i, I found it a little like tougher to follow as many sports i don't know we hadn't have sports for like six months and i was like i don't know it, it's harder to, to keep track of everything than I would usually be used to keep track of. Um, to a degree, I guess. Mm. Let's look uh, at some trend, trending Twitter topics. How about that? All right, hit me. Um, NCIS is on. That's a trending uh-huh. Twitter topic. Have Let's you see. guys all have Have you guys finished uh, WandaVision? Or caught I have. I am caught up on. I WandaVision. am all caught up on WandaVision. Caught up on WandaVision. Me too. What are you guys calling? liking it so far? We don't have to spoil or alert it or anything, but you guys are liking it so far too, right? Yes, very. It much. It, it grew. Yeah, it, it yeah, needed I, it I needed actually... like that third or fourth episode to kind of right. be like, oh, okay, now we got it. All right, yeah, no, definitely. Um, yeah, like a friend of mine, um, 
we we like talked about it and he goes i think like they could have done like one episode of like the two or three first episodes and like brought it all together in like one longer episode and then yeah, what happened they wanted to do a certain amount of episodes so it is what like, it is. I, I agree i agree I don't, i'm not hating on the idea but i i, I the one thing i never done... understood though and of course in the most recent episode they finally had like a a post credit scene though to the like five minutes of credits at the end right of every episode it, was, it always <laughs> threw me off i was like because it was actually 22 oh, minutes so there's, a, like, po- there's a post credit crap i gotta go back and oh, watch this. it's really nothing to be i mean oh, okay. I could, if it's nothing then it's fine it's she You're goes good. to like what's her name rambo like goes to the house and like to go see what's going on so she's clearly gonna go inside the house of what's her name oh actually yeah i saw that sorry yeah yeah it was after like the the middle i guess they call it a mid-credit scene right um yeah it, it was definitely like if it were a movie and that's what kind of how i try to think of it like that would have been one segment of movie like they wouldn't have done Right. Two things. But it's also was they dropped those both on the first day. So I mean, it was a little more forgivable. If they would have made that two weeks, that would have been annoying. Right. That's fair. But it's interesting. I, I just, um, our, our friends, Lauren and Devin, just watched it today. They just binged it today. And I was like, you have to get first past the first three episodes. Like, because right. even, but like the end of season of episode three is when like it starts to kick up a little bit. Right. But, like, you have to, like, get through it and, and just power through. Because it's going to be important and it's going to be significant for, like, the rest of the MCU. If you, it if was, you get it into was, it the way we do. Yeah, it was funny. I had, I went back to watch Age of Ultron the other night. Okay. Where I caught up. So, because of it. So, it, it's been good so far. It's, like, Disney Plus is really worth the money. Especially if you like Star Wars and Marvel. Oh, for just sure. for those Mandalorian and this alone. Then you got the Hawkeye show that's almost right. done production. The Sol- Winter Soldier show's out next month, a couple right. weeks. Loki show is coming soon as well. That's true, the Loki show. Um, yeah. and this It's could... going to be interesting if like they all hit. Like That's going to be the most interesting thing. They it, all could definitely hit. but It's, like, it's hard to miss. Is. With the ones that, because you got to realize the shows are coming off the move, all the, right. the movies. No, I, a I lot agree. of the newer movies that are coming out are going to be like, okay, they have to hit two now right. for more stuff to happen. Like, like in the back of a lot of people's mind, like the the Marvel movies are over because you know Thanos is gone. But and it's funny because I recently caught myself back in the tunnel of watching the Marvel movies, and if you actually watch Infinity. Infinity War, right? Mm-hmm. When Thanos goes to get the Soul Stone, the Red Face, go, Red Skull goes, Thanos, son of. Right. So, if you guys actually look up who Thanos is the son of, that guy's actually more powerful than Thanos. Uh. Which is which could be that next big, you know. Well, that's the other thing is is this. Is um, Wandavision is could be setting up the next big bad as well too, with this Agatha person is connected to what is basically the devil in the MCU. Oh yeah, Agatha is like she is the devil basically. Right. So well, that's the the um, I I caught myself 
basically last episode, Stephen and I were talking about this. Um, I was enjoying the show, enjoying the show for what it was worth. Right. And then I got really deep into expecting who this new person is, is going to be, like hoping to see John Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic. And I like I, I, I didn't even bother with the whole show. I was like, I just needed a cameo or I just needed somebody to be introduced. So like I I was I have to try to like get away especially after like the way the Mandalorian ended, and then they brought in well they brought in the other X Men version of Quicksilver so it's like I'm I'm trying not to get too deep into theories and like castings and all that stuff I kind of just want to enjoy it for for what it is. Right, it it's it's definitely for what it it is what it is what it's worth type of situation with the shows. But oh, like the it's so over, by the way. Nikki, sorry. Yeah, the next one. Phew. Yeah. Too close to handle. <laughs> um yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting, especially now with the Sh- the Schneider cuts coming real soon with DC. Oh. So it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Can they come back a little bit in the battle between the two of them? Um did you watch um Wonder Woman? No, I did. I, I, I'll be honest. I haven't watched any of the DC movies after oh, Batman vs Superman. Don't. Okay. Good. Yeah, I, I heard it's pretty bad. Um, not great. <laughs> yeah. The know. hype was too high because of the fact that it got like pushed Fantastic. out. If you just if you if it came out in April, I would have been like, all right, this was a pretty good movie. But like, the fact that they had to hold off on it, and then I it was like. I started getting eager for it, got the hype up a little bit. Right. You kept like reading about it, like, oh, they're changing the date to this, they're changing this, and it kept getting closer and closer. It like, it didn't hold up to what. That's a shame. Yeah. I mean, it's the the problem is they'll never be able to, because like even I was looking back at all the MCU movies. I watched them like I put them on to go to sleep half the time. Like I, was, I watched them pretty regularly and it's like after the first like after phase one basically which is interesting that it it got as popular as it did because four of those movies like i don't the hulk and even the winter uh the captain america movie wasn't great right the iron man is great you didn't think uh, captain america first avenger was good i thought it was great I, Captain America First Avenger is good. It's probably like the second best of those with the with the original right. Iron Man. But the other three are pretty bad. Oh no, I agree. So those it's like, two are untouchable. Right. But I then you watch... get to the first Avengers movie and it's and it really That's where it takes kinda off. Kicks it into right. gear. Right. Is it you, Danny, that says you don't like Guardians of the Galaxy? No, no, I'm the exact opposite. Oh, I, okay. There was somebody I was talking to that like hates the Guardians who of the Galaxy. Who the hell hates Guardians? I don't. I was trying to figure out who it is. Like, I brought it no, up and they were like, no, "Yeah, I'm actually it. offended that you thought it was oh. me." I'm sorry. That sounds like a I'm Lauren fine. thing. No, maybe it was somebody I work with because I talk about this at work a lot too. No, I'm I'm actually highly offended that you yes. actually thought it was me. I'm no, sorry. I, <laughs> I no, I actually love those two movies. Well, that's like, that's one of those, (laughs) yeah, to me, that's one of those that, like, because I was, I guess I would say pessimistic about, like, the future of it, just because of, you know, we got the high of of Thanos and the Endgame or whatever, but 
and a lot of the stuff they're doing now is like not not stuff I'm I, I would say initially like if you said here's this movie like I'm not interested in it like what is it the there's something Shang Chi or something like that and the Eternals and like I don't know any of this stuff but I had no idea that's yeah that's exactly like we had no idea but we had no idea what the Guardians of the Galaxy is like if you were in the know they thought it was all going to be good but no one ever expected that would explode the way it did and and they casted great they and like I think if they keep the main cast what it is until Pratt gets older I guess would be the better way of saying it but like if they keep the cast the way it is like you, they can have like 10 of them and they'll still be good you know what i mean and even this show like i was apprehensive about it at first I, I think they were too like i don't think this is what they wanted as their first show on disney plus but like just the way it broke they kind of had to get something out right and they can't I, I i thought they couldn't put out falcon and winter soldier because it was connected to black widow but i mean they're putting it out now so i, I guess it's not that connected which is also um they're going to get to the point where they have to just put Black Widow on streaming and, like, they did Mulan, you have to pay for it and whatever. Right. I'm shocked they haven't done it yet, to be but, honest. Yeah. But, like, also with, like, Guardians of the Galaxy, like, what was the podcast? I was listening to the Victory podcast with uh, the guy who plays Adam Davies last gotcha. week. Mm-hmm. Sure. And, and they were talking um, and... How they got the Guardians of the Galaxy, but I'm interested. No, 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 because, like... So Davies was talking about how him and his like one of his like college roommates was watching season one with the with the of the DVD of Entourage where he first comes on with the director cut and one of the directors not Doug was like this is one of those scenarios where we just got really lucky when it came to casting it just worked out so well like mm-hmm. the Davies part and of course he became a recurring character like. I'll never sure. forget the prank war episode was one of the greatest of all time. Like, right, right. Um, and then they, the obviously the paintball gun episode, the, the paint gun, gun episode. episode, of course, right? Um, uh, the Gary Busey episode. Remember the the yeah, beach? Yeah, that one too. Busey right? on the yeah. beach. The beach. Yeah. Uh, when he was trying to steal, uh, Vince from Ari, um, right. but they kept talking about how great, like, and then Doug just kind of jumped in and was like. Honestly, the best thing that happened was the casting. They just got so lucky throughout the years of not just the main cast, but all the guest spots and the extras and the right. and the this and that. It became so popular where people were calling to be on the show. Um, and, and then when it came to the movie, like there wasn't a person that wasn't knocking on the door to be a part of that movie. Like if you watch just them screening the movie in the backyard, the amount of people in that in that one area between all the football players and the athletes and the movie stars and the music people and all that. Like, and it's the same thing with Marvel. They just got lucky in every single moment. Like I was reading an article recently. that just said Marvel hit because of everything. uh, Robert Downey Jr. Went through, led him to Iron Man, which made it such a great success. I, it was inter- it's interesting too. I, I definitely agree. Entourage is an interesting point to, to relate it back because they do talk about that a lot. A lot of the, the people they've had on obviously are the secondary characters because all the main characters are already on the podcast outside of Vince who doesn't want to be on the show. Um, like 
they talk about Sloan and they talk about uh, what's her name, the other agent, Dana Gordon. They were like, it was just supposed to be a one or two episode thing, and like it just went so well, he just kept bringing them back. With with the MCU, it's like obviously Downey was a home run, and like, but even you know. Evans, I've talked at nauseam. I think he's awesome. Hemsworth, all the Guardians. Right. And it's... (laughs) One thing I did notice that's like... I don't know if this is intentional, but as you get later in the movies, they get less and less like... Maybe not not like their character, but like... They're basically just dressed as normal people. Or like they... Like, as you get later in Thor, like Hemsworth... Because Hemsworth doesn't usually have long hair. So, like, Thor has cut his hair. But then when you get to the end, like, I always thought as they went on, they went more and more toward, like, however these actors are going to look, that's how they're going to look, and we'll work around it because we're paying them so much money, whatever. Right. But, like, they do, I mean, Thor is in a friggin' fat suit the whole last movie in endgame yeah. crazy they, and then if you've seen set photos from the next thor movie he's and also so apparently they're doing the thor movie and guardians at like the same time basically like the he's like recording supposed to be in the thor like the guardians movie. right he's in both of them and they're gonna be and uh pratt is supposed to be in the thor movie too apparently that should be interesting so um if you actually seen like the set photos he's not in the fat suit anymore he gets skinny. I mean, that, makes, that makes sense. Yeah, so something sense. happens where... It's just less... You don't want to but he's him. got the long hair back. Like, when he was in the fat suit, he had the long hair again. So now he's getting... Yeah. And in the set photos that they've seen, he has the long hair again. Um, I know it's I know it's definitely a wig, because I know that he also is getting right. ready to do the Hulk, uh, the Hulk Hogan movie. The biopic for right. Hulk Hogan. Right. I forgot he's doing that. I'm pretty <laughs> excited about that. That'll be an interesting one. Did you guys check out... I know Danny did. Vin, did you watch Young Rock? I did not watch Young Rock. It wasn't terrible. It was your typical it sitcom. Terrible. It was a typical sitcom. It's right. it's funny because... the So... The premise of it is he's running for president, so he's going to tell his life story and the p- parts that people don't know about, right? And the guy interviewing him is the guy... Is the, uh, the police officer from WandaVision. Yeah, it's pretty funny. It's, Jimmy Woo? From- <laughs> Jimmy Woo <Yeah>. is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, we need to talk about this. If The Rock actually runs for president in real life, I'm not voting for him. I'm sorry. You got to see who he's going against. I just. just We, we did have this problem last time. <laughs> I, I, just, I feel like last time Donald Trump's been an asshole his entire life, right? So it's like. And. If Rock were to run, he'd be in the Democratic Party, I think. Yeah, but or like, independent. Yeah. Or independent. I just don't. I'm not voting for the Rock. I'm like, I'm sorry. I think we learn. Everybody learned from Trump. It's like, why get yourself involved? Let's just keep. No offense to Rock. Let's right. just keep the adults in the White House and just. I don't want to have to talk about politics it, ever again. It's hard life. to it's hard to keep. It's hard to want somebody who has no politic background in there again. I know. Run for governor of I don't know. Right. Do the Schwarzenegger Hawaii. thing. Be a governor of Hawaii if you want. I don't care. Right. Do the Schwarzenegger thing, and then yeah. you know what? Fine. Ten years later, if everything is going well, okay, maybe, maybe, sure. maybe, maybe think about it again. 
it's funny how he aged on the show. It's just like the, way, crap. the way the show goes is kind of weird because you literally saw all phases of his age except for when which, he becomes a wrestler, which was great to see. Like they did a good job casting that. I'm talking about him personally, his face. Like that was like the first time. Like holy shit, the rocks getting old man oh yeah yeah when you saw him at the beginning and it's just him with the with yeah. Jimmy Woo, yeah 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 you can kind of see like <laughs> it was kind of funny that he started the show with basically putting his head in the fridge and being like do you smell that the rock is hungry yeah, <laughs> like... yeah that's pretty funny <laughs> oh my god was... so like he's using it Fuck and him. they got like the the football guys like it was funny he was... I, I didn't realize the other guy was coach o because i was hysterical laughing at jesse armstead I didn't realize Joe was the... in this episode? No, no, a guy played Coach O. Oh, okay. I didn't realize just... Coach O was on that Miami team. Yeah, he was the oh, position he was on coach. The team. Okay. Yeah, he was, he was on the position. position. Okay. So when yeah, he... so was... in the in the episode, Vin, <laughs> The Rock walks into the Miami Hurricanes weight room and Jesse Armstead and Coach O go up and introduce themselves. Yeah, that was my episode right there. Um <laughs> When you no, texted yeah, coach me o that was... when you texted me that it was Coach, oh, I was like, oh, okay, that that makes sense. I didn't hear that guy's name another time, but like again, I was just a circle laughing at one guy was Jesse Armstead, and it's like I had right. that guy's jersey in my in I mean, my that's, closet. It's <laughs> funny. Yeah, it's funny. Coach O was his position coach. So, really? Oh, he was the position coach in Miami. Yeah, he was the defensive line coach there. So he he basically coached the Rock. He did oh, coach okay. Him. I thought he was the I thought he was the other defensive player with Jesse. No, he was the coach. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I don't know. Remember who the other player name was, but yeah, he was the coach. So yep. It's just, it's fine. It's the standard typical sitcom I, show. I got I have it on the DVR and right. It'll record exactly. it and then I'll watch it when I watch it. Right. He was on the championship team. I didn't know that. Yep. Yep. And then he played the early, CF... not the early '90s championship. Not like yeah. Well, no, no, no. He, he was on like the... the Irving. He was with Irving. Right. 1991. He, he was after. Yeah. He was after that. Like yeah. So it was there was a team between like the Jimmy Johnson ones and right. The, I think they just contended. and the Willis McGahee ones. Yeah. Right. They won one and then contended. Now I have to look at. Yeah, someone's gonna come raid your computer. I mean, they're gonna wonder why I'm going from you know Miami Hurricanes 1991 roster that won a championship. We're just gonna do this really quickly. There's nobody really good. Very, very spoiled, Ben. Well, isn't uh, Warren Sapp maybe on that team? Where he just I'm looking at offensive here. Besides Jesse Armstead, there's nobody else. Okay, that means he he's coming like real soon then. Like the yeah, next year. yeah. Sapp was a few years later, but still, obviously, it... The Rock was playing behind him. That's all about. That's one of the better uh, 30 for 30s. Version 1 or version 2? Mm, I like version 2 better. Right, because you know the players. Because I know those guys, and it's like, you remember, that was one of the first, like, 
sports things I remember that right. that championship game that they frigging should have won. The one I am very disappointed in Vin right now. This ninety one team. You don't mention Michael Barrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. New York Giants. New York Giants. <laughs> yeah, he was a decent middle linebacker for the Giants. For the two thousand team. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's awesome. If you're in the if you're in the, if you're in the no, you're in the no. If you if you know you know one of those kind of things. Yeah. Gino Toretto was the quarterback. I've really heard of this guy. Yeah, I have heard of him. I didn't realize this guy actually played until two thousand five. He played from he got drafted in ninety three and played till two thousand five, Mike Burrow. Oh wow. I mean he um, was a practice squad guy in two thousand four, but the Cowboys signed him in two thousand five. Oh, okay. eleven hundred tackles for his career, forty three sacks. Right. Hundred and seventy two games. It's funny. It took the whole two hours before we talked Giants. And it was... <laughs> um, but yeah, there's yeah. not much to, to talk no, about. I was joking. What are they doing combine-wise? Did they announce combine? Uh, there's no combine, just pro days. Just, pro, just virtual pro days, right? Right, and Lawrence... Because I know Lawrence had his already because of his surgery. He wanted to get his over with. Right. right. His surgery was his non-throwing arm, though. Correct. So he'll still be. What did he have surgery for? His shoulder. He hurt his uh, non-throwing arm shoulder. He got beaten up in that last game, so he probably got hurt somewhere in there. Yeah, somewhere in there. It it's it's gonna be like one one asshole. Right? He's like he might not be the number one pick. Like shut up. Like you just gotta make get clicks. That's a click. Stop. Um, it's gonna be interesting. Um, there's a lot. Of, there were a lot of tr- quarterback trades. We don't really have to get into it, but there, uh, it, it's been a fun off season for quarterbacks. Uh, there's still one guy left that's not getting his wish, but we'll see what happens with that. But I, I think Stafford's gonna be awesome in with the Rams next year. I, I, I think you know. By speaking, you know, kind of bringing that back to uh, the victory podcast, they have Andrew. Uh... Who's the offensive lineman in in Los Angeles? Whitworth. Yeah, Whitworth. He's a big fan of the. He's big, good friends with uh, Doug Allen. So he's actually going to be on the show this week. And Doug Allen even said he's like, I want to talk to him about this trade. Connolly tried to break some news about some trade that it was like Sam Darnold was going to Houston, Jimmy Garoppolo and Nick Bosa were going to Seattle, Wilson yeah. was coming to the Jets. And the Niners were getting like a shit ton of draft picks. Okay, <laughs> and I was like, "What?" <laughs> I mean, that's like funny. That was a joke. It was funny. What? And also, why would they trade Russell Wilson to? Not, not Russell Wilson. Uh, why would they trade Jimmy Garoppolo in the division and Nick Bosa? Not even Garoppolo. Just All Bosa. Right. Yeah. <laughs> what do we think about what they got for? Um... Carson Wentz, I like it. It's it is what it is. Like you're gonna uh, end, you're gonna end up with a first if, round. Pick. If they go seven and nine, or even nine and seven in those years, where it could turn into a first round pick, that's a it's a teen high mid teen low twenty pick, depending right. on if you make the playoffs based on the, your division. Right. 
It's it's this year is gonna be really rough for the Eagles unless like some magic happens on uh, like 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 if they draft a quarterback and he magically like plays awesome. Which well, the I rumor doubt. was that the 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 coach likes the North Dakota State guy, and I'm like, you right. just you just traded that guy. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. It's yeah. gonna be very if he plays seventy five percent of the snaps, then they get a first round pick. Right. It's gonna work so out well stays, for if him. He's, if he, stays healthy, if, he, yeah. if he stays healthy, he's going to do it. Right, right. You know, and their offensive line is 100 times better and healthy. So, And you got a great run, a really good running game. Right. Yeah. I mean, your I, real question there is who's he throwing the ball to? I mean, he has Pittman. Pittman was good. T.Y. still T-Y. there. Is well, T.Y. going to put? Is T.Y. Agent. still there? He's a free, yeah, he's a free he's agent. T.Y. is a free agent? I didn't know that. Okay. I think he's a free agent. He's been around forever. They had a they had a pretty good tight end core over there. Tight end core is very solid. Always they're they're I mean they were a playoff team and they basically went from a really old quarterback to a guy who just needs to be healthy. If he could just be protected and stay healthy, that nothing could real nothing's really gonna change. And the good thing is is they're gonna run the ball a lot. Like I don't know why the Eagles didn't why you didn't run the ball, you had Michael Sanders who was one of the more underrated running backs in the league. Like, right. hey, Carson, turn around and hand the ball to him. Let's see what happens. And every time he did, he I had a 20-yard run. Let's let's be fair. The year two seasons ago, obviously because this season ended, two seasons ago, if it wasn't for him, they wouldn't have won the division. Just like who did he have to throw to that right. year? The, the year they lost to the – the year the, they beat the Bears. No, not that year. That's The full. Super Bowl year? No, no, I'm talking about two years ago when they lost the, the Seahawks at home. When he got lit up by Clowney and McNown had a play in the playoff game, the wild card game. They were 7-9 and they won the title. Like, he willed them to make the playoffs. Oh, okay, okay yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the year after right, the so double. 20, yeah. 2018. Yeah, two years after their Super Bowl run. Right. The year after the double double. Yeah, the 2019. 2019, yeah. 2018, they they beat the Bears in that playoff game, and then the doing the double Foles. doing game, yeah. Yeah, but with Foles, right? And then lost to the Saints. I think. Listen, this is at the end of the day for Wentz. This is the best move because again, right. he's going back to the coach that made him a an MVP. Think about it. If he doesn't right. get hurt in Los Angeles, he's arguably the MVP that season. Yeah, one hundred percent. Question about it. So, There's zero question. The only question it. becomes: Do you win, still win the Super Bowl? That's really all it comes down to is at that point. I think I mean, they would have done the Philly special with him. <laughs> they probably <laughs> wouldn't have, but like You don't you don't know what would have happened beyond right. that I if know. he stays healthy, you know, in the postseason. Right. You know You don't know, but they got a really good draw postseason wise. Like right. I I honestly think if they if they play the Saints that year they lose. Well but that the was Saints... the same thing in uh in 2011 with the Giants, like, Danny, you right. remember you and I were standing in the bar right. in Doolin's watching the the Saints-Niners right. praying for the Niners to beat them. Right, they did. Right. Yeah. Like, I, that I was think... the year the Saints killed us by 80 points on Monday Night Football. Yeah, I know. I, I was like there. Remember? We give the Saints a yeah. lot of credit, <laughs> sometimes maybe too much, but, like, I they ended up playing, uh, you know, uh, fucking, I was going to say Kirk Cousins, a Case Keenum-led Viking team. Right in the, in the championship game, man. That's right. Know, that game was that evens the quarterback play out basically. <laughs> right. At that point, but but 
that's when fans are in the stadium, and and you're not. You also losing. realize Case Keenum is still in the league because of that one throw. Hell yeah, man! <laughs> he's a good backup, man. Like, he's a, he's a solid pro. quarterback. Yeah, he's always been a solid. Even when he was in Washington, he was a solid quarterback when he played. It, yeah. He's fine. It's the guys like frigging. What's the guy that plays that can't? What's Kansas City's backup? Chad uh, Henney. Chad Henney and Chase Dan- Daniel. It's like. Yeah, they're probably nice guys, but, like, they're just – they don't – they keep getting jobs, but they haven't played. How do I know they're good? They haven't played. Hey, hey, Vin, don't forget. It's like a don't... luck thing. Maybe it's like if you if you get a backup quarterback that hasn't played, it means that your starter hasn't gotten hurt, so it's good luck. Being a Peyton Manning. Yeah, what is uh... – Can't say Angela because their backup always plays. <laughs> what the hell? Jim, Jim Shorty. Curtis <laughs> Painter. I yeah, – I got to a point where i started curtis painter in a fantasy game one that year ouch it was it was not good hey and don't don't make fun of chad henny okay case keenan was on the browns this year he was oh okay yeah he threw five passes for 46 yards who the hell would have known that i didn't he was (laughs) on the redskins on the washington football team i knew that but yeah, he was apparently the, the Browns, Browns. back one. And don't forget, you can't talk shit about Chad Henney because if it wasn't for Chad Henney, he doesn't go for it on fourth down against the Browns in the divisional game <laughs> and gets it to beat the Browns. To go I to... shouldn't talk shit. Like, Chad Henney has actually had decent, like, you know. Chad, Chad Henney, ha- first off, has a Super Bowl ring. Second off, second was off, he? he was on yeah, the Chiefs. Yeah, he was on the... No. Yeah. Matt Moore, I, remember Matt Moore was on that team too. Well, that's the thing. I don't think, according to his stat line, he has stats in 2018. He doesn't have stats in 2019. Yeah, because I don't think he played. He got hurt in like practice, so they had to bring so in he Matt was Moore. The third string quarterback. <laughs> yeah, I know they had Matt Moore. I played him, um, and he almost beat us. Very surprised. Chad Henney. Let's see. Where's that? Chad Henney hasn't. Been a starting quarterback since 2013 when he threw for 3,200 yards. Super Bowl champion, LIV, and 14 interceptions <laughs> for the for the the Jacksonville Jaguars, and then that was it. Chad Henney has a Super Bowl ring. Talk All about right. guys who have a Super Bowl ring that deserve them is LeSean McCoy has two Super Bowl rings in back to back years. We started this show talking about. You know, the Mets, and somehow we got the Chet Henny. I don't know how we... <laughs> and LaShawn McCoy. And LaShawn McCoy. All right, anything else? I got nothing. Uh, no, until we meet again, um, enjoy your sports, and we'll talk to you soon. Have a good one. Introducing SN Snapshots, a new photography business started up by SND Podcast co-host Steven. Make sure to follow him on all of social media, such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching SN Snapshots. That's shots with a Z. He can also be reached very easily through his website, snsnapshots.com. So if you need a photographer for any sort of event and or project, contact SN Snapshots now. Let's talk about